Now, here in Futurelab, we're bang up to date whilst the nostalgic cars run around the uh, hill climb behind us. And Siemens are here for automotive digital design. Uh, Brian, uh, tell me what we're looking at. It looks like an X-ray of a Maserati. It does. Well, if you come down to the uh, Futurelab, what you'll see here is a Maserati Ghibli on the stand. But what we've got are some of our engineers here who are able to explain how digital software tools are being used to design modern motor vehicles, and this, this one in particular. So it's not that we don't use the clay model anymore, but of course, increasingly in the digital world, we can design the vehicle and we can think about its characteristics, how it, you know, even aerodynamics um, in what we call computational fluid dynamics. And uh, here we're also able to talk a little bit about how the factory is automated, how Maserati can build 70,000 potential variants of a vehicle like this. So, you know, high production volumes, but of course at high uh, quality as well. Uh, and just to augment that, you know, there are also some tools here. Uh, you'll get the chance to go up uh, Goodwood Hill in a, a virtual, with a virtual reality headset, but technology that you could use to go into a factory and, you know, really think about the context of the machinery and how to make the factory work well as well. So we think there's a lot of translation potential from some of the things that we're showing here, you know, the technologies that underpin this vehicle design and manufacture that we think are of, of wider interest to uh, you know, the sector as well, and we think that's why they're worth showing off. How much does that change, or how much is that built on what a, a, an old duffer like me would know as CAD-CAM? It's absolutely built on CAD-CAM, but what's happening, you know, so computer-aided design and computer-aided manufacturing um, is absolutely the genesis for a lot of what we're showing here today. And I guess what, you know, it became interesting for us to, to come to Goodwood because the, the speed at which this technology is changing, um, I think it really is very interesting. I mean, here we've also got a, 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 an experimental aircraft, an electric aircraft in the air zone. Now, th you know, that works because we've been able to take a core competence in electrification, you know, building electric motors with high efficiency and that, that, there's a plane that will fly for 30 minutes um, and we've been able to extract five times the efficiency from an electric motor that you would normally see in industry so normally about a kilowatt per kilogram and what we're demonstrating here is a 50 kilogram motor with 260 kilowatt output now that has implications for us in the future of automotive design as well as we start to put electric motors on hybrid and full electric vehicles on you know either one uh, motor in the vehicle or even one on each axle, but you can see that you know, we're thinking much, much more about designing integrated vehicles that have powertrains that are quite different from what went before. And, of course, it's a complex world, so actually our brains aren't big enough. We do need, you know, these software tools to be able to accommodate this level of advanced design and, um, you know, complexity in the car. It comes to mind that all of this technology, this research and this development is an expensive business. Um, and it doesn't just apply to the lovely-looking Maserati that we've got in front of us. I guess it's also transferable to what many people coming here today would consider to be their everyday road car. No, that's absolutely the case. I mean, at the pinnacle, you can see, um, we've got examples here showing Ben Ainsley racing and uh, sailboats, but, you know, that's very much um, a design and prototyping uh, process. It's similar to Formula One. If you think about using software to design, you know, the aerodynamic components of a Formula One car, uh, being able to 3D print those and test them in a wind tunnel and, and you know, take a brand new component to track within one or two weeks, that, that's a, um, a, you know, a very short product lifecycle management um, uh, process. So absolutely that's transferable. The principle is transferable to real world uh, road vehicles. But if you think about, I mean, this example that we're showing here in the Future Lab, the Maserati Ghibli, um, you know, we're actually able to reduce the cost associated with design because you know, a normal design cycle of about 30 months has been reduced in this case to about 17 months. And that's because, of course, you 
you can have engineers working together, they can collaborate, they can work in parallel, um, and they can also collaborate with you know, companies in the supply chain in real time. So you know, software is, is dramatically reducing uh, the amount of time and effort required to design a vehicle. And of course, you know, prototyping before you're starting to cut metal uh, or indeed pour concrete and build factories, uh, that's when you start to accumulate real costs. So this is about bringing vehicles to market faster and reducing costs. And presumably you can, you can really go left field with some of the things you're thinking about. You stick a, a, a shape, a design, a something on a vehicle and, and the software will automatically sort of put a smiley face on or it'll put a, <laughs> a frowning face on, I guess. I'm being simplistic, but you know what I mean. Well, in reality, I mean, this, this is a really interesting area. The current state of the art is that as humans, we might look at a design and we might be biased by what we've, what's gone before. We, we might think it has to have a particular geometry, a particular shape and so on. But actually, if you take the design tools of the um, PLM world, the product lifecycle management world, and you apply artificial intelligence, now you've got something really interesting because what the computer will do is it, it knows the forces that the component needs to accommodate, it knows the connection points uh, perhaps for a suspension component, um, but then it will start to subtract the material that is not needed to accommodate the forces uh, required of that component. Now at that point you're now starting to reduce the weight. You might come up with something that's unusual looking because a human would never have designed it, but it will do the job and it's been designed by AI. And of course what we're all chasing in automotive design is reduced weight and that helps fuel efficiency, it helps performance. Um, and this of course is uh, exactly where you know, additive manufacturing and um, you know, some of the advanced software tools that we've got here are really helping to sort of stretch our thinking in, you know, well, for motorsport and uh, regular automotive design as well. Taking this principle, how, how far can it go in its current iteration? I mean, I guess it's a, an ongoing development process with your, your software engineers, but how, how far can it go at the moment? Does it, does it have a limit? I genuinely don't know. I mean, we're talking um, more broadly about a fourth industrial revolution at the moment. I mean, some of, some of your listeners may have heard of Industry 4.0, or, or indeed they might be aware of the World Economic Forum, you know, over the last couple of years with global leaders trying to think about the productivity leap that's possible using some of these industrial digital technologies. And, uh, you know, the automotive sector is absolutely um, out there in the lead. Uh, you know, always has been in terms of, you know, from Henry Ford, um, you know, building the Model T in, in, in a mass uh, production facility for the first time. Automotive is really demonstrating what's possible in digital design, in digital make and digital services, you know, being connected through cloud um, uh, systems like Siemens Mindsphere, you know, into the vehicle itself to understand how, um, you know, it's being operated, how to inform better design. Uh, the, the honest answer is I don't know, uh, you know, it seems to me that we're already making such tremendous progress and I can see that accelerating, but I can also see automotive adding tremendous value to other manufacturing, uh, you know, design um, and manufacturing sectors as well as uh, you know wider industry. I guess you mentioned the, the fourth industrial revolution. What is obviously of interest is is this work going on in the UK? There's a huge amount of work going on in, in the UK, actually, and it's what's really encouraging is the amount of fundamental research being undertaken here. You know, the, the number of citations in our British universities is fantastic. It's world class. We've also now, over the last um, seven years or so, had um, an industrial strategy of, of sorts, but one that's certainly been innovation-leaning, and we've you know seen the creation of uh, catapults, for example, and the high-value manufacturing catapult in Warwick is a you know is a, is a good example um, of a, a, a mid uh, 
translation uh, research capability of, of being able to sort of get closer to market with uh, ideas that will help car companies and so on. So there's some, there's some innovation that's going on here and there's a lot of companies now really looking to digitize. Uh, and this was the, the, you know, the debate that we had last night with a number of you know, senior executives from manufacturing and industrial com you know, companies from around the UK to understand, well, you know, we understand digitalization in the consumer world, well, well what, how's that now going to impact industry? And these are exactly the questions that we're asking ourselves when thinking about how can you introduce a 20 or 50% productivity leap in industrial productivity through you know, using digital tools. And this is a, a very current and a very exciting conversation. It is fascinating uh, to hear about what's going on. Great to see you here. Great addition to this marvellous exhibition here at uh, Future Lab at Festival of Speed. Brian, many thanks. Excellent, Steve. Thank you. And uh, do come down and see us.